Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the Common English Bible. Our first reading is from Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. The heavens and the earth and all who live in them were completed. On the sixth day, God completed all the work that he had done. And on the seventh day, God rested from all the work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from the work of creation. Our next reading is from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. If Joshua gave the Israelites rest, God wouldn't have spoken about another day later on. So you see that a Sabbath rest is left open for God's people. The one who entered God's rest also rested from his works, just as God rested from his own. Our final reading is from Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Later that day, when evening came, Jesus said to them, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. They left the crowd and took him in the boat just as he was. Other boats followed along. Gale force winds arose and waves crashed against the boat so that the boat was swamped. But Jesus was in the rear of the boat sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're drowning? He got up and gave orders to the wind and he said to the lake, Silence. Be Still, the wind settled down, and there was a great calm. Jesus asked them, Why are you frightened? Don't you have faith yet? Overcome with awe, they said to each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue this week with the next of our Simple Thoughts series. This time we look at the way we deal with stress and how we should deal with stress. The main reading for today is an account that appears in Matthew, Luke, and Mark. I like Mark's telling because of at least one minor detail that I really enjoy about Mark. In Mark, Jesus has been teaching all day. He hasn't just been teaching. Mark said the crowd was getting so big that Jesus began to teach from the boat. Here's Jesus in a boat to give himself enough distance teaching the crowd and the disciples. At the end of the day, they decide to cross to the other side of the lake. We often get caught up in the boat entering the storm and Jesus coming out to silence the storm. And this act overshadows everything. But the thing that struck me this time is Jesus going to sleep. We might be thinking about a boat and a sleeping Jesus and think he's in a little cabin sheltered from everything in a nice modern boat, but no. He doesn't notice what is going on at all because he's below deck? No. Instead, we have Jesus on his little pillow, the detail about Mark that I love. Jesus on a little cushion in his portable pulpit, and he takes a nap. Just there in the back of the boat, 
It's this picture of napping Jesus I wanted to focus on today. Because though he gets up with great faith and authority to still the winds, the whole picture that's painted for me is Jesus resting and Jesus calming the storm of life. I remembered this particular scripture from a book I'd read what feels like ages ago, a book by Kirk Byron Jones called Rest in the Storm. It is a book about self-care strategies. Part of what is interesting to me is watching Jesus practicing self-care. So often we get caught up in the calming of the storm that we don't stop to think about how after a very long day, as part of a long journey, with people surrounding him all the time, how Jesus is taking a moment to step back. He decided to get to the back of the boat. The other readings were chosen to highlight the importance of rest. Now, given the purpose of the Sabbath in Genesis, I think it is easy to think of the Sabbath as a particular day and not as a practice. I can tell you that as a pastor, Sunday is not my day of rest. I was reminded of all this in Hebrews when the author talks about taking that rest. That if God rested from his works, we should be able to rest from ours. That that rest is open for us and we should take it. I really started to think about this during all of this craziness. That looking back at how long our isolation and social distancing and change has been going on now, that for months, it seems we are always adapting to the new normal. I had to stop finally and realize that no matter how much one works from home and how much one is not doing the usual things, it doesn't mean that you aren't doing something. It took me a little too long to really hammer this out and accept this. I think the reason is that when we aren't doing things the way we are used to doing them, we like to imagine that we aren't getting things done. That if we aren't making it as much like normal as possible, that we aren't doing enough. And then in walks Jesus across this boat to remind me that sometimes in the midst of work, not when the work is done, not when everything is settled, and finally the perfect time, but sometimes in the midst of everything, we need to stop and take a break and just step away for a moment. For Jesus, it is on that boat. And there he is in the back of the boat sleeping on a pillow. I can only imagine how tired he was because he's not in a private cabin. He's not down under the deck on a little yacht. He's just there in the back of the boat. Everything I've seen about Galilean fishing vessels is that he's right there on deck with everyone in this little boat. Just in the back. I had to imagine that his sleep is deep enough that he doesn't notice what's going on. Maybe he's confident enough that he isn't worried at all. Maybe he's just so exhausted from everything that he just doesn't want to get up for anything because he needs to rest. Gosh, I wish I had that kind of assurance to just stop for a while and say that I'm exhausted and I need to stop for a bit. And then I realized I did have that. I had it because we all have it. We just don't always take advantage of it. That maybe I needed to call on Jesus to calm my storm so that I could take a rest. What storm is that? The storm of life. Life is stressful. 
It just is. I can't say that life is always easy going and that work is always the simplest of matters because I know that, like anyone, the moment one task is done, there will always be another. When I finish one Sunday, there begins the prep for the next along with everything else going on. And this is true for anyone. There's also the stresses of being a single dad. That I know that school in a couple of weeks will be in my home. That I've got one more thing to prepare for. That I've just finished with the annual conference. That I've got one more thing to worry about. One more thing that will cause me to sit up at night and say, Do I have this under control? This is a lot of stress at times. We all experience it. We all have those things in life that cause us stress. We each have our own story and our own struggles. We have things we lose sleep over. We have things that we worry about more and more and more. The example we have in Christ is that after a long day of preaching and teaching, a long day of helping others, a long day of doing what he needed to do, he stops. He passes up every disciple on the boat. No private lessons. No concerns with everything they were needing to do. Not worry about what they needed to do to prepare for what came next or where the next meal would be. He could wait. It would wait so he could get the rest he needed so that he could keep doing what he needed to do. His own little Sabbath in the back of the boat on that pillow. I started to wonder how often we refuse to imitate Jesus in this way. How often we think that whatever we need to do is so important, we have to do it right now. That we have to do it right away. That we have to make sure we don't rest until it is finished. Jesus' mission wasn't complete, but there he is resting. He still had plenty of work to do, and it was certainly important. There were even other boats following. He knew that there would be people on the other side of the lake. More questions, more responsibilities, more teachings, more people depending on him. And that there he is in his own little rest from his works. Like God on the seventh day, resting. Asleep in the midst of all the chaos, I can only help but think that God gives us the ability to have that calming effect in the midst of our own storm. That when we pause to rest up for it, we gain that strength. When we take a moment to let everything fall away, and really get away from it all long enough that we face it down, we face it down with confidence. Not facing it because we faced everything else and we keep taking each thing one after another, but now that God's given us a little rest and time to recover, that we face it with renewed strength. Strength that God gives us when we take that rest. When we trust in God that he'll see us through. When we trust that if we let go of that control and worry and concern for a while, that leaving it in God's hands will be enough. Not forever, but long enough to recharge your batteries, to get back into the swing of things, to be able to say, 
that we are rested, refreshed, and renewed and able to face what is next stronger because we took refuge in God. We forget that God tells us we need to rest. That if God can take a rest, if Jesus can nap in the back of the boat, why can't we? The answer is we can. The answer is we should. The answer is we must. We could run around wearing ourselves thin, running ourselves ragged over everything that we have to do and still not get it all done because often the work we have before us is more than a lifetime of things because there will always be something more. But we don't have to stress about it every moment of the day. We don't have to stress about it thinking that everything we do is for the purpose of getting something else done. Oh, if I don't do this now, what will everyone else think? If I don't do this right away, will it ever get done? If I don't keep working, I'll just have more and more and more to do. We get ourselves caught up in the flow. And when the storm comes, we panic. And the question is, do we have faith? Faith that God will see us through a day of rest. That God will see us through a time of rest. That if we need a few days to recharge, will God help us to get back on track? Of course. Will God shelter us when we think life is crashing down all around us? Always. God is there to give us peace of mind, to calm our troubled hearts, to clear our troubled minds, to let the stresses wash away, and to take that rest. Tomorrow, I get in the back of the boat. Next Sunday, someone will take the wheel from me and it will be okay. I trust that they will do a fine job and that God will guide us both in our work and our rest. Because I trust that God is there in all things. And with that, I encourage each of you to reflect on if you've taken the time to go sit on that pillow and rest your weary head. To hand your troubles over to God to get that rest. If you have, keep doing it. If you haven't, ask yourself why not. Because the rest is a gift and a promise from God. That we will be okay. That God will be there to help us face whatever it is and to give us the rest to face a new day. So be the rest big or small, be it something you think isn't all that important. Remember that God thinks you are important and that you matter. That God says you need to rest too. So just like our Heavenly Father, rest from the work. Just like the Son, our Savior, get to the back of the boat. Let the Holy Spirit calm you that you may be the calm and the quiet for others and that you may call on God to silence the storm for you and for others to remind us all that God is there and that God is there to shelter us guide us, lead us and to help us not just in the work but also in the rest Amen.